0: Hello, Hello. what's up? What's up? So, for those of you who don't know, uh, this is my friend, who we co-host the JBB podcast together, so why don't you introduce yourself?
1: I'm Jake, and we co-host the JBBB pod- podcast, and we're on um, my first time being a guest on yours.
0: Mm. Yeah, and so... Um, we're going to be talking about the future of college basketball because if you've been living under a rock, which I don't think you have, but if you have been living under a rock, uh, there's been a lot of uh, people, like a lot of college top prospects, transferring out from schools. So we're going to talk about it. But most recent one is the top recruit in the 2023 draft class, which would be in two years, Amani Bates, who is decommitting from Michigan State and is likely going to head to the G League to play in the NBA, to, like, take a better better path to the NBA. Jake, there's, there's and obviously a lot of top prospects in that issue. Is the G League – will the G League thing affect college basketball in the future? Yes or no? Will
1: the G
0: League affect college basketball in the future? Yeah, and try to speak it because your, your voice is –
1: yeah, I think I think it will affect it because a lot of people they don't get their they don't get their degree they just go right to the NBA.
0: Yeah, and how do you feel about Amani Bates decommiting from Michigan State?
1: I haven't heard of him, but um, that's unfortunate.
0: Well, you haven't heard of him because he's not, he's still in high school.
1: Yes, yeah, so now he wants to go to the G League.
0: That is what experts believe is going to be happening. Okay. But um, it's so weird because, like, sorry, I'm in my backyard, but there's a lot of noises, but it's okay. We're in an environment. But um, it's so weird because, like, these players, like, college is the way to go, but the G League, I guess, is the new thing. So how many years do you think it will be before the G League officially takes over and there's no more college basketball or – College basketball is still a thing, but the top players won't play college basketball. Like how many years? How many years would you say until that happens?
1: I don't think that happens at all, but I think it's gonna. It, it's a possibility.
0: Okay, so you say it's a possibility, and you say that you don't think it will happen. So why do you think it won't happen?
1: I think college basketball is <laughs> gonna be alive for a long time. It's just.
0: Whatever the players want to do, they, if they, they want to try
1: to turn pro and it doesn't work out, it's up and to them. Why do you think there's a possibility it can happen? Because if everyone, everyone turns, turns pro,
0: there'll be no college basketball. I mean, uh, the G League is just, you're playing against pros. It's just a little bit different. And you're calling the G League a night? A night, yeah, it is? Yeah, um,
1: it's, it's minor league basketball, but you're still a prospect of the
0: NBA. Yeah so we saw so obviously this year in college basketball we saw a lot of good teams in recent years in the 2010 decade sink duke kentucky U- ucla north carolina kansas all have been were all pretty bad this year i know some of them made the tournament and ucla made that final four run but overall most top schools have been bad this were bad this year in 2020. So is it more that the top prospects don't want to go to those big schools? Or is it just the culture in college basketball is changing where people are just going to go to whatever school they want and not give, have up the scholarships they get later? James
1: Booknight is only like a junior, and he's going to declaring for the NBA draft.
0: Yeah. Like I said, like I said so we saw teams like Duke, Kentucky, Kansas, North Carolina kind of all take step backs this year. Is that the theme for college basketball? Because maybe people don't want to play for, like, a full-ride scholarship. They would rather just play for the school that they want. Or do you think that's just because the G League kind of took over?
1: I think they'd rather play for a school they want to. But if they just want to go to the G League, then they don't really play. A lot of college basketball players don't play four years at one school. It's they go
0: to one school. It's either they go to the school for two, three years, then they go to the G. Yeah. And is that bad for the game of college basketball But if the top players in the world don't want to play in college?
1: Yeah, it's a possibility it's bad.
0: Like I said, if you can speak up, try to speak up. Um yeah, why is it's it a
1: possibility it's bad that college basketball culture may be tra- changing. I think for sure UConn, Compared to UConn women's basketball, the players
0: say U- with the UConn women, but for the guys, they don't say. Yeah, and I can answer that. It's because, and I did. I actually did some research on this. So, um, with the whole Paige Brackers thing, so let's do it. So let's talk about this because it's a little bit. It's, it's a little bit of a sexist topic. So back when the WNBA was created, I think it was back when the w- when WNBA was founded. uh... It was known that women weren't going to be these top, like, college basketball players, kind of, kind of what we've seen from page backers. And so the rule when the WMA was created about like, the girls have to stay four years, but the guys who are typically more better support athletes can could, could only stay one year. So now that, now that you officially know, her, like, why do women stay four years and men don't? How does that, like, what are your thoughts on that, Jake?
1: I don't I, I agree with the women staying four years, but I think they should have a shot just like the men. If they wanna go and to not get the degree, they wanna go pro they should have that same opportunity.
0: I agree. And, and I think that and like obviously at the time it wasn't being perceived as like sexist, but I think now the world we're living where there's just a bunch of other stuff going on, uh, I think that you gotta consider moving. Maybe letting girls who wanna play to WNBA level one year just let them go play one year uh, but I don't think the rule change will change anything but again if they want the option to I think they should get the option to go play for a year
1: why is it What do you think all the
0: guys they don't stay and they go pro and then it's because work out and I just play. explained it it's, it's because it, it's because when the WNBA was founded back when it was founded I'm not sure I didn't go into that it was more than likely that guys were going. That guys are better, but guys were just better, like physically better at basketball than girls. And so when the WNBA and the NBA were founded, because the owners felt like guys are more physically fit and all that for basketball, than women were, they 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 allowed the guys to stay we for one year, but but the, the girls have to stay for four years to kind of build a resume up as like a top player in the world. Yeah. So, but um. No, it's kind of, that was just kind of like a fun fact. And so. Did you uh, know
1: that, um, sticking with the team of college basketball, um, Gigi Bryant would have been 15 years old to, to
0: Yeah. I mean, it, 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 just, it just, it just, it just changes. Like, it's crazy. But.
1: I went for UConn and then she died with her dad, Kobe.
0: Yeah. Happy birthday to Gianna Bryant. But, um. It was just like it's weird because college basketball as a whole, I feel like might sink due to a fact that people don't want to. Due to a fact that if these men feel like they can just go play professional ball in the G League thing, they're gonna do that.
1: Yeah. I
0: think the game is
1: changing. College basketball game is changed.
0: I mean, I wouldn't say the game has changed. I just believe that the there's just not enough high interest in basketball anymore because I think now due to the fact that you can go pro like that you, that, you, that you can come up pro by playing in the AAU or you can go play in China or like Japan for a year yeah. or you can just or you can go play Magi League like it's nothing against college basketball it's just these kids would rather go play overseas or play in the AAU or you know just st- stuff like that that's just that's yeah that's I agree and so, I mean, I do believe college basketball will still be a thing. I'm just thinking, like, 40 years, four to five years, it's not going to be as good as it is. We're like, oh, Duke and Kentucky are playing. It's Zion versus Colorado. It's like, I don't think we'll see those matchups. Obviously, they were in two different draft classes, but you get the gist. Like, I don't think we'll ever see, like, people talking about, like, oh, Duke versus Kentucky. It's Zion versus Cat. Or, you know, it will probably be like, oh, it's just Illinois versus – Michigan and these guys have, you know, but it's still, it's still gonna be a thing. It's just, it's not gonna be a highest praise because the top players in the world aren't going to her schools.
1: How can we think coaches will always change? Because Ken Mulkey, famous women's basketball coach, now basketball of famer, which is a good one. And now she
0: went to LSU in her hometown to coach basketball and they had some conflict with Baylor. So, but coaches from college coaches... For them, it's all about the money. Like, they don't care where they coach. They don't care if they coach at D3, D2, or D1. All they care about is the money and how much money they're going to be making. Because you have to think about it. Because you have to think about this. In, in the world, in the world, like, like these baseball players and these basketball players, do they really care where they play? No. What's most important to them?
1: Where they're going. If they go to the NBA to get money.
0: It's all about the money. They don't care where they play or where they coach. Or what like they just all they care about is the prime game they love and the money. That's and that's just how it is. And so, like, and well, so some thought,
1: assistant coaches they leave their school because they want to get a head coaching job. But with Ken Moki, she just wanted to make more money and go back to her hometown.
0: I mean, I mean, so I mean, she also did play better, but. You know, I think it just depends because, like, if you work at Peter Moser of Royal Chicago, he left Royal Chicago, built a solid Final Four and Elite Eight program there, and then he left to go to Oklahoma. So sometimes it's, it's sometimes it's not just that the coaches want to leave for the money, and also like states
1: get better opportunities.
0: No, it's no, it's because sometimes they want to go prove that they can v- to like over program, like that they lead a Power Five school, like especially these Rowan coaches kind of like Peter Moser, who was at Royal Chicago, they want to prove that they can be a top coach in a Power 5 conference, which is a Big 10, a Big East, be Big 12, the American Athletic, like those big conferences, these small, these small coaches in like these environments, like these small conferences, like the MAC, or like conferences like that, those coaches want to prove that they can lead a team in a Power 5.
1: So beginning getting an opportunity yeah.
0: to leave for a Power 5 school, they're going to take it.
1: Yeah, they want to show that they can lead a better conference
0: a better. A school. School. Yeah, and like it 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 just it doesn't it doesn't change anything. They just want to lead a power five conference.
1: I hope that Peter Mosier does good with um with Oklahoma.
0: Yeah. But like and I hope
1: um Moki, I think she will do good and I'm I'm actually happy for her that she, can, she played at LSU. Her son played college baseball at LSU. Now
0: he's a prospect in the MLB, and now it's a homecoming for her. Yeah, and, like, and, and sometimes that has to do with it, too. Like Mike Woodson, he was an assistant coach at the Knicks. He played at Indiana College Basketball, and now he's going back there to coach for them. So sometimes sometimes we play with these guys, it's not just about the money. It's about it. that school, that program has some type of thing in there. And they're just going to take it.
1: Yeah. Did you hear that Shay Ralph left UConn for Vanderbilt? Because she was never going to get a head coaching job because they have Gino.
0: That's her call. I mean, she's trying to do what she can. So, respect it. I, to- I totally respect it. But um... What's your
1: opinion on like, UConn women's basketball like taking in the big games? Gino has not been able to win in the big games for quite some time.
0: I wouldn't necessarily say it's his fault because you can't blame it on the coaching because at the end of the day, what, what us like, I, like, and this is, this is going to kill me as an athlete to say, but what people don't realize at the end of the day is that the coaches are not the ones playing the game. It's the athletes. And so if you lose, so if you lose the big game, it's not the coach's fault. Most of the time, it's the athletes fault because they didn't follow the game plan. So you can't, or so like in the sports world, If, like, if the Patriots win a Super Bowl, you can't blame the Falcons, or, like, for example, you can't blame the defensive coordinator for letting them win. You have to blame the defensive players because they didn't follow through to stop the offense from scoring. Yeah.
1: I agree with that. And, like, the players, don't play good in the big games, and Gino doesn't coach as well.
0: I I wouldn't say it's not that he doesn't coach in the big games. It's just that his players are not doing what he's probably telling them. Yeah, it's
1: a very young team, and we're always yeah. a young teams. So.
0: so like, and, like again, people do, people like to blame the coaches for it. Like, but at the end of the day, the coaches don't play the game; the athletes do. So at the end of the day, if you lose the big game, it's kind of the coach, uh, the players' fault, not the coaches.
1: Like, let's talk about the March Madness format. I like the round of sixty-four and all the teams that move on or. Are- well, let's talk about like um, all these stats.
0: What March Madness like? There's like there's a lot of upsets this year, but usually there aren't up. up usually there aren't any upsets based on the stats. I mean, there's always been upsets. I mean, look we'll at UNBC they upset Virginia as That's a as a 16th. A one yeah, but like yeah, but here's the thing: at the end of the day, it all comes down to to be to be players. And it also comes down to experience. So like, if you have a coach, if you have a coach who is brand new to is brand new to coaching college basketball, like, like let's say he was a former player and he never he never made an NCAA tournament as a player and he never won any big awards as a player, and and, and, then, and then let's say UConn hires that that guy as a coach, right? Is is that guy likely going to win a big game over over an experienced coach? Let's say like. Uh, over Tom Izzo of Michigan State. No. Why is that?
1: Because they're still learning the game, and they're a first-year coach, and it takes time to build a program.
0: It's called lack of consistency because because what, because what most people tend to forget is when when a new coach comes in to a program, usually the players will transfer out of that program because sometimes they feel because sometimes they feel like they don't they won't fit in with that new coach. And so you have to realize that if you don't have anybody who's like, – like, for example, if you make the Final Four, but nobody on your roster has been in the Final Four, uh, are you going to win that Final Four game? No. Because it's because of lack of consistency. And so the reason why upset's happen in college basketball is because either the team just overlooked their opponent – or no, excuse me, they underlooked their opponent. The team either – the team ever felt like they Bay- or like I said, it's just lack of good coaching. Or, well, mostly if it's an upset, it's probably because the t- higher seed underlooked their opponent. And it was like, eh, it's an easy wing. And you, you can't you, you can't do that.
1: What are your opinions on Baylor's head coach bringing that program around? Complete turnaround?
0: I mean, shout out to Baylor for the NCAA tournament. They deserved it, haven't won it since 1962 or 40. 40- one of those years and shout out to them uh they beat a really good Gonzaga team who people are still including myself are like overrated but um I think I like I said I think it just comes down to consistency and I think Baylor's coach is just a better coach maybe we can you know Gonzaga's coach might be the better regular season coach but I but, but like I said but come playoff time Gonzaga like I told you and a bunch of other people Gonzaga didn't play any weird teams in the tournament. That they were seeing, and so when it came when it came down to crunch time, they didn't do as well. Why was that, Jake? Because they didn't
1: they didn't play good teams.
0: Yeah, and they didn't play it well. I wouldn't say they didn't play any good teams because no, they, 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 they
1: played good teams. It was just like um their their way to the tournament. The final game was a little bit easier, and Baylor was like the underdog, or maybe thought no, of them they were the underdog, but they just no, came out and beat the. Uh, I the, wouldn't.
0: I, I, I wouldn't say that. I think it's because, again, Gonzaga, Gonzaga only, the only team that they saw in the tournament, I mean, the only team that they played but made the tournament was BYU because they're in the same conference. Other than yeah. that, Gonzaga didn't see Baylor. They didn't see Michigan until the tournament. They didn't see a Michigan State in the tournament because of their weak conference. Yeah, they have a
1: weaker conference, and then Baylor came out and showed them that they could actually do damage.
0: Yeah, and it's be and that was because of what the weak conference,
1: the lack of consistency.
0: It's because it's because it brings, if you if you put Gonzaga, in a conference like the Big Ten or the Big Twelve, they would be a good team because then they would see those other powerhouse schools like a UConn or like a Syracuse. But because they put in a conference that doesn't isn't as big, they tend to get overlooked because people overweight them because oh they weren't undefeated. They weren't undefeated in an easy conference. Put them in the Big Twelve and see how they do. I'm yeah, just, people I'm,
1: thought that Gonzaga was gonna win, but like, like people like you or other people, I think they're overrated because they're gonna lose a lot of their good players, and we'll see if they can keep it up next year. I
0: don't think they're overrated. I just think they're overrated. Come, I think they're a good regular season team. I just think but they're when never they gonna playoff
1: time. They're not as good like they. I
0: just don't think they're ever gonna win a playoff. I just don't think they're ever gonna win a national championship due to the fact that they don't play any real competition. Yeah. Be- be- because let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. If, like, I'm going to use the high school term because it's easier. If, like, like, let's say all high school plays a very easy conference and they go undefeated, right? They go undefeated. And, and then they come in the tournament, they have a Cinderella type of run, and then they come in and they play a team that's beating the top eight scores in the conference because they're a good team. Are they likely going to win?
1: No. Why? Because they play in an easy conference. And it's not, it's not only like that, it's just like,
0: it's just, you, sometimes it's just, there's not enough time to prepare when you're playing games every single day. I think Gonzaga, I think if Gonzaga scheduled games against schools like Baylor and Ohio State and Michigan, they could have, they could probably do it won the tournament, but until they play a tough team. They the, 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 just came
1: out with that intensity and that game plan, and they just came out like, we're better than you guys, and we're going to win, and we're going yeah, to and, and we're going to make the opponent That shots.
0: That was because, again, Gonzaga didn't know how to play Baylor because Baylor was that one team that Gonzaga didn't play. Like, had it been UCLA but beat Baylor, Gonzaga would have won. But because of Baylor was just – but because Baylor – was a better power five team because Gonzaga doesn't play in a power five conference. Gonzaga got Gonzaga showed that maybe they're not as good of a playoff team like they are a regular season team.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's fine. I mean that's that's we fine. It's just so my next thing is is then we, then we gotta wrap this up, but um is like they're now like like the top players in the world. But see college basketball is so entertaining. Due to the fact that it's two quarters, and it's the best, especially March Madness. Like, oh, March Madness, it's 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 the best time of the year. Like, I, you, no one, no one can deny that. Yeah, I like
1: March Madness.
0: Yeah, alrighty, guys. So obviously, don't send us death threats for um saying that. Oh, you hate you just hate Gonzaga. It's just our opinion. If you're gonna get our butthurt, there's a thing called. A, there's, there's a thing called a therapist. I recommend you call that guy or that girl and you seek some help for getting offended over uh, an opinion. I and...
1: really like that. Um, March Madness is the best time of year. It's the time you can actually be involved in a sport by filling out a bracket. One of the things you can be interactive. And I really missed it after no tournament in 2020, and it was a blast.
0: Yeah, and, and like I said, if you got offended over anything we said, there's a thing called a therapist. I recommend you call a, a therapist and you get some advice uh, not to get mad over people's opinions. Uh, Jake, would you agree with that? Yeah, I agree. And uh, if you guys enjoy it, as always. I don't
1: think bad. I just think the lack of consistency,
0: like. Yeah, but that's my point. That's what I'm saying. And people are going to get mad over it there's if they call a therapist. They can call a therapist and they can get some advice. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Thank you, Jake, for coming on, and I will see you guys in the next episode. The rest of you can go have some fun, and like I said, I encourage you all to have some fun. Peace.